Hey guys, welcome to the In the Game Room podcast episode number 34. I'm here in the game room with Chris. Say Hello. Hi. We are just sitting here painting miniatures and we're just going to paint miniatures and uh, talk about stuff. So it's, it's going to be a little bit of a bullshit session like the last one where I did with Mike and Jim at Historicon, but this is going to be me and Chris at the game room. So what do you think of the new room? I absolutely love it. <laughs> now that we're it's not pretty. Now that we're not doing video, nobody can see it. But I'll uh, I'll post. <laughs> I've been posting a lot of pictures on the on the blog and stuff, so people know what the hell it looks like. But it's uh, it's finally getting there where we can actually sit in here and do something. Well, I like it because we're not tripping over each other. Yeah, it yeah. feels like a whole new place. Well, it is a whole new place. <laughs> I guess, yeah. All right, well, that was stupid. Yeah, and... Uh, hey, thanks. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I, I can make you look stupid. That's what I'll do. Wait, the audio. I only sound stupid. Yeah, you only sound stupid. Okay. Um, yeah, so much more room. We're not tripping over each other or other stuff. Or I mean, The dog is in here. and Just walking around, having a good time. No, we don't even have to trip over him or anything. So what are we what are we painting today? We got British paratroopers. Yeah, British paratroopers. Well, I, I guess I'm just painting gators right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I built like 30 of these guys and then realized that I went a little heavy on the SMGs and the BARs. I mean, not bars, uh, the Brems. And I didn't have enough rifles to do what I wanted to do after I built a list. So. Everybody out there listening, all three of you, um, <laughs> make your list first, <laughs> and then figure out what you're going to build. Otherwise, you'll be stupid like me. Yeah, I did the same thing with my Japanese army. That's, That's why, why you, I ended up buying like what four boxes. Yeah, you kept buying more because you didn't have enough of what you needed. But these British paratroopers are pretty cool looking. I still don't have enough of what I need. Oh, if you're Japanese? Yeah. Do you have tweezers? Do you have tweezers? There's a hair. Those ones might be the one with the wacky tip. If, if they are, there's another one. This is the one with the wacky tip. Yeah, try that guy. Sorry. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> hey, we're just going to sit here and work. We have work to do. It's been a long time since we've been in the game room. Speaking of which, it was, I don't remember how long ago it was, but it was about episode number three of the video podcast. It was the first time you were on, and we were here. Well, here was a different place back this then. This was here, yes, but it was the same footprint, just different building. Different place. And I forget what we, t I think we talked about just a lot of general bullshit. And, uh, well, I, I remember, because I still crack up when I see... You know, on Facebook or wherever, where people are talking about. Um, all right, I'll think about it in a second. Model, model scale. That's it. Scale. <laughs> you remember it too. Yeah. Because I, I said I hear people talk about it and I crack up. That they're arguing about scale and, and that they don't realize is it's what is it? Scale versus. See, I've even now I've forgotten the, the whole the, thing because there's real real scales ratios, and then there's the then there's the millimeter wargaming scale. There you go, wargaming, which which aren't scales. Yeah, it's not scale. It's I've uh, yeah, I've, I've just I've quit talking to people about that topic because it's one of those weird things. It's like religion. People, <laughs> people get in their camp and they're and they're sure they're right, and that's all there is to it. 
there was a, there was a discussion last night on Facebook and people comparing two different figures from two different manufacturers and uh, I forget uh, I think it was for Spe Spectre Ops or one of those uh, 28 millimeter yeah that games. one looks pretty fun yeah. you bought some of that stuff yeah I got you? some of it yeah but they were comparing miniatures from two different companies and one guy actually posted a picture of two miniatures side by side with a, a metal scale in between or some people call it a ruler in millimeters and you could clearly see that one of the brands that calls itself 28 millimeter was exactly 28 millimeter from the bottom of the foot to the eye right and the one on the left was clearly 32 millimeters from the bottom of the foot to the eye and still people were arguing that well the manufacturer says they're 28 millimeter well the fucking ruler says they're not <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, you can't just say something is something right Right, call it, you know, call it Spectre Scale or, yeah, or you know. Or, or 32 millimeters, nothing yeah. wrong with that. That is a thing. But, uh, yeah, people just, they, they just they get entrenched. It's like religion or, or politics. They're like, I am right, God damn it, and you're going to listen to me. They're like, no, nah, you're not right. <laughs> you're, you're not, I'm sorry. I don't care what, I don't care what people play with. I don't care what scale it is. I don't care if they play, you know. With GI Joe figures, right? But Who don't cares? call them 28 millimeter if they're if they're not 28 millimeter. It's just stupid. It seems like that's the button for you too. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many years is a professional model builder? Thirty something, and yeah, and and to make it worse, it was all in aerospace where if you're off by a thousandth of an inch, you failed. Yeah, throw that away and start over again because you didn't make what I asked you to make. So yeah. So yeah, if, it's a, if you're gonna make something that's a 30 millimeter figure, fine, make it a call it a 30 millimeter figure and use it in a 28 millimeter game. I don't give a shit, but don't call it 28 millimeter because it isn't. Well, math math is one of those things that it's math. It's yeah. either right, science or wrong. Bitch. Yeah, science bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's either right or wrong. Did you see that commercial that they're doing right now? For the Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. For the, the Omaze. Yeah, you get to get to hang out in the cook know, cook in the uh, cook in, in the, the RV. <laughs> yeah. That's an awesome commercial too. That is a very funny commercial. These guys did a good job. So yeah, the whole scale thing's kind of yeah dumb. the scale thing. I'm trying to think. Um, and then the other thing that just annoys the shit out of me is some people will make. 30, 32 millimeter miniatures and then call them 28 millimeter heroic. That's not a thing. That's a word somebody made up to describe miniatures that are the wrong scale. <laughs> Whoops, we went too big. You can't whip out a digital caliper or a metal scale or a ruler. There's no marking on it that says 28 millimeter heroic. It's not a thing. And I think that the like when I think about it, because sometimes I think, well, okay, I guess you know maybe the the the, the line in the sand is a little too harsh that you know we're we're saying these specific things like no, that's not right. But seriously, it, it just leans back to math, right? I mean, it yeah. is it set up 28 from the foot to the eyes. Right. If yes, 28. If no, then some other number. Then some other number. If they wanted to call it, you know, Fred scale, then yeah. there's no arguing, right? It, it's Fred scale. Yeah, it's fine. I don't care. By the way, I have no idea who Fred is. But Fred's an asshole. 
Fred is an asshole. He won't make his own escape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get the guys that look at like warlord figures for for instance. If you measure a warlord figure from the foot to the eye, they're 28 millimeter. But they got big puffy jackets, they've got huge hands, they look like they're wearing baseball mitts, they've yep. got big heads, all these exaggerated... They're winter. <laughs> yeah, they're winter always. All these exaggerated features, and most of them for a very good reason, for, you know, manufacturing reasons and durability reasons, you know. Yeah. The barrel of a gun on a, on a Warlord figure is, you know, three inches in diameter in real life. But it has to be. Yeah, it's a cannon. But then people look at that and go, well, it's not 28 millimeter. Yeah, it is. It's still 28 millimeters tall. Right. It, it's not. It, it's 28 millimeter with exaggerated features. And there's nothing wrong with that. Any more berets? I'm getting ahead of you. You are. I can paint berets way faster than you can paint boots. That's just a fact. I'm not even painting the boots right now. I'm painting the gators. Oh, okay. The staging. I have no idea what you've taken and not taken. You screwed up my system. I've just got like seven guys over here with berets painted. How come you got the berets? What do you mean? You got the easy part. Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to do faces next. So oh, fuck okay, you. good. <laughs> and when I say faces, I mean just flesh color and a wash. Oh. I'm not going to play around with eyes and lips. And yeah, I started. Once we started going, once I started going to the game conventions with you, I made one or two figures where I spent, you know, a lot of work on the faces, and those are the ones when people walk up, oh, that looks really good, and then the rest of them are, you know, paint the wash. Yeah, keep them hidden. They're just for gaming. <laughs> yeah, I, I make sure that I pick up and go, oh yeah, take a look. You know, oh yeah, can I touch? Sure, here, and I hand them one. I did the same thing with the very first British Airborne dude I painted just to check out all my colors and stuff. I, I went a little crazy on the face and did everything. And yeah, it's nice, but I'm not going to do them all that way. No, it's a game. Which I think is one of the other, is that one of the other topics we talked about? Yeah. Because people, like you said, they get passionate about certain things. And oh yeah, I'm rolling back into the scale thing. It's like, yes, it sounds like we're really passionate about what scale means, but really it's... It's just math. So you know, I lean back on that. It's like, no, I'm not like defending my. I'm, I'm defending education. I'm defending, yeah, you know, math. And in the end, yeah, it is just a game. I don't, I don't give a shit if somebody shows up with 20 millimeter miniatures. Right. And they want to play against my 28. Who cares? Right. They're gonna be. Uh, I mean, I'll be at a disadvantage. They'll be able to hide easier because they're smaller. I really don't give a shit. No, because um, you show up to play, you play. It's a game. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? Uh, that game Dust. They make really cool miniatures, and they're I think like 32 or yeah, I think they're 32. They're 148 scale, um, so they're big. What is but, Dust? Uh, it's a World War II uh, skirmish game, a bit like Bolt Action, but they they make all the miniatures for it, and I believe all the miniatures are supplied, assembled, and painted. So there's that. You know, I kind of like... Well, I like doing this. I like the painting. Yeah, this is the fun part. I hate the assembly. I love the painting. But, uh, I mean, if somebody showed up with dust figures and wanted to play, I'd be like, hey, bigger targets. That's it. I don't care. Why am I going to cry about it? I think shortly after that, within a few months anyway, you did that 
video, which I still think is probably my favorite, is the scale that you did at the uh, the baseball field. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so ground, sweet. Ground scale versus a miniature scale. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very fun video. I think for anybody that didn't see it, that's still listening to this bullshit, um, I, did, yeah. <laughs> I took two 85th scale, six millimeter miniatures, went out to a baseball field, and I set... Uh, well, the most impressive thing was a, a, a Bradley set it on the uh, on the home base, home plate, home by plate, the way. whatever. I'm, I don't have the sports thing. Yeah, sports. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on the on, on the diamondy white thing. Anyways, and I wanted to figure out like how far can this tow missile fly in 285th scale? So I got the the range, which was you know so many thousand meters and. Divided it by 285, and basically the tow missile fired from home plate to beyond second base, which I don't remember how many feet that was, but it's like 50 or so probably. Oh yeah. This was a, a, a youth diamond, so it was a little smaller than you know, major league bullshit sports thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it was. It was bigger than any table I've ever seen. Yeah, and again, I, I think the emphasis on this is, yes, 50 feet is very far if we're looking at scale for that size figure or model. But that's a 6-millimeter figure. Like, it's a dime. It's the size of a yeah. dime. So, yeah. Is that about right? Um, it'll fit on a quarter. It's about an inch long. It'll fit on a quarter. Or a 1-euro piece to all you all over there. So that's some amazing range. So yeah, you've got to have a gaming scale. You have to. Yeah. I forget. I was trying to figure out. I use I use 50 meters to an inch. And I think if I was using actual 285th scale dimensions, I think 50 meters would be like seven inches. I think. And every weapon we have would be firing off any board that we can fit inside this room. Well, speaking of things that are off board, the uh, the game I played in Historicon, uh, the Disposable Heroes. Yes. They had a very interesting dynamic there that I've never seen before. Like when we play micro armor, you can have artillery that's off board because artillery can be you know ten miles away. Right. So you can have artillery that's off board, you never see it, and it, you know, the rounds just arrive when they're supposed to and do what they're supposed to do. And there's things I like about that, and there's things I don't like about that. One thing is that uh, the artillery is subject to what they call counter-battery artillery. My artillery firing at your artillery, <laughs> trying to take it out. When you're playing off-board artillery, that's kind of almost impossible to do. You can't target something that you don't even know where it is. Right. So I, so I, I don't particularly like that, but I understand why it's done, and a lot of people do it. And you, when you get into really modern, crazy weapons like cruise missiles and things like that, of course that's all off-board. Or even like Patriot air defense is usually off-board. But anyways, getting back to the point of uh, disposable heroes, they do their... Um, they do their mortars and artillery off-board, but in addition to that, they do any heavy weapons, which would even include like a 50 caliber machine gun, is considered to be off-board. And 
I'm not sure I like that because I think I think I, I ought to be able to fire at your heavy machine gun team. But if it's off board, then you really can't do that. Why is that? I don't know why. They, do just, they, they don't explain why they do that? No. And, I mean, I was there. I was getting a demo from the author of the game, and I probably could have pushed him on that issue and said, "What the fuck are you doing?" But I didn't. Um, but yeah, that's. And weird. so, is there is there a way to combat that? I, no, I don't think so. I think the off off board off board weapons are just they're just there. They're there forever. Roll the hit, and it hits. Yeah. So yeah, that was a little odd. I understand an off board mortar, but I don't even like that. I like to be able to fire at a mortar team. You should be able to take them out. Keep those bitches out. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like being able to shoot at whatever's shooting at me on the board. I don't know that I've ever used aircraft in a bolt action game. I have once. And you can you can fire at aircraft when it comes over. Oh, that's true too. You have anti-aircraft. You know, I forgot about that. Stuff. Okay. The aircraft in bolt action is. Uh, it's kind of a, well, I mean, it's an optional thing, of course, but it's kind of, it seems like it's kind of an afterthought and not really well documented or thought out. But it works. I bombed my own guys with an aircraft. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Good for you, man. <laughs> yeah, I think things went a little, oh, fuck. And uh, yeah, I bombed my own guys. Okay, I got berets done. Oh, wait, no, I probably got some of the ones you've been working on to do. Yep. More berets. I don't know if anybody else feels this, but when I'm painting at somebody else's paint station, I'm not as efficient. Uh-huh. You need one of these to take with you everywhere you go. I have one of those. Well, you didn't bring it. But, well, I. when was the last time we got together and painted, other than at a convention? Yeah, that would be it. Just at a convention. So next year, uh, you're going to Historicon? Which which city is that one in? Pennsylvania. I don't know, maybe. Start thinking about it. It's, uh, it's a pretty cool convention. We had a good time there with Mike and Jim and Ant, uh, Adam. And Those are the guys from the local place, right? Yeah, yeah, the strategic on guys. Harmon uh, was there, the, the president of the local chapter of the HMGS. Historical Miniature Games Society. The Royal Society of Miniatures Gaming. Mm. <laughs> yes. Fancy. Oh, but yeah, it was a good convention. It was a lot of fun. I'm trying to find the gators I haven't done yet. Maybe a shit ton. Oh, grab some from here too if you want. I was getting all excited. I was going to switch over to boots. No, not yet. But yeah, it was uh, it was cool. It's an interesting uh, area. It's just very green. A lot of farms. A lot of uh, what do you call them? Those uh, Amish. Yeah, those Amish people. Lots of those with their funny headgear. Funny clothes. I find them fascinating. Yeah, they're um, I'm not gonna say anything bad about them. They're no, just, they're just it's different. Different. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm fascinated by like why why was it electricity that you focused in on and decided yeah, no. that's that's your issue? You could have picked you know Jesus anything. Mm, yeah. 
Yeah, it seemed very. It seems it's very fascinating. Like I said, fascinating. It's just odd and yeah, nothing bad. It just it's. I was I was working out in uh, Pennsylvania and was driving through some Amish country, and I stopped to get gas or something and the gentleman pulled up in his cart and started talking to me and you know because I'm not a shy guy I just wanted to ask questions and I'm in the automotive aftermarket business as a job and I ended up selling the guy a car battery <laughs> actually I didn't sell it I'll be honest with you I gave it to him because they can use batteries, but they can't use electricity. How's right. That, how does that work? Well, the state, from my understanding and talking to him, the state requires them to have lighting when they ride their carts at yeah. night. Oh, yeah, they're buggies, yeah. They have a red flashing light on the back. Yeah. So he, um, we were talking and just you know chatting it up a little bit. And, and uh, I told him I was in the... You know, automotive aftermarket business, specifically automotive batteries, and he says, well, I'm in the market for one, and I said, I'll tell you what, why don't I just give you one for the conversation, and it's a decent thing to do, and he took it, and he's a very, very nice guy, I don't know, it was a very, very fun conversation, and then not five miles away, I saw an Amish family playing volleyball <laughs> and I just in their, in their get up their, in their in their full clothing yeah that's just weird it was just yeah not it was a culture shock I'm trying to think like what would they look like at the beach do they wear, right. the, wear the same thing at the beach it's just odd any, yeah. any religion with a costume is just strange to me well any religion is strange to me period but one with a costume an extra level of strange. <laughs> or, let me say, not strange, unusual to me. It is unusual, no doubt. But definitely, for me, it was a very fascinating conversation and uh, a very decent man. You don't find too many of those in there. No, no. Maybe, maybe we got to find people in costumes to be decent. <laughs> People in religious costumes. And I'd like to thank people. Anyway, we're getting off on a crazy topic now. Yeah. Um, but that's where historic home is. Lancaster County. So we were looking at the pirate game. I don't even know what it's called anymore. Blood and Plunder. Blood and Plunder. And I don't know how many people have heard of it or seen it. I'm fortunate that I know a guy that's in the business. Yeah. And so I get to see all of this cool stuff. And it's a pretty sweet game. How's that? Ooh. Doors making noises. It's been a little breezy outside. Maybe that's it. Mm. Yeah, it looks cool. I, uh, I read the book a little bit just to get an idea of how it's played and stuff. But the model, dude. The models are awesome. What was that? What's the name of that ship? That was the one of the small ones. The sloop. A sloop. But it, it looks really cool. It's a resin model, and it's 
I thought it was huge. It's it's uh, it is true twenty eight, right? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, it's twenty eight. I don't know. No, I haven't true. measured anything yet. Yeah, but it is called twenty eight millimeter, and it's a pirate game, and you've got pirates, and you've got. I assume you've got some sort of British. Yeah, there's British, French, Spanish, unaligned, and maybe some four or five different factions you can do. Just like any other game, you know, you can you can choose one, and I can choose another, and we can go at it. And you can do um, you can fight on land, you can fight in the water, you can board other ships. <coughs> Yeah. yeah, I just I, I pulled that model out and I was fascinated by it. It's got some great detail, um, you know, the masts and the and the cannons that come with it. It just I don't know. I was I think I was yeah talking about. I may not. I may give my uh, my test of honor to my son. And <laughs> I'll get into this one. Yeah. Um, Harold at Clear Horizon Miniatures, he's been playing Blood and Plunder for a long time. Oh, it's not a new game? It, uh, well, I mean, like about a year. Well, that, yeah, okay. it, it's fairly new. Um, but like everything else, he's playing it in 15mm because he's weird. I don't know where he's getting 15mm pirates or ships, but he is. He's probably making them. Could be, could be. I made some stuff for him. I 3D printed some stuff for him. And, for and his I, for his game for his blood and plunder game oh for blood and plunder and I did some uh, I did some custom bases out of uh, basswood and they had like uh, engraved uh, you know like deck you know the wood, oh the decking yeah wood, wood decking yeah yeah so he wanted he wanted uh, yeah you did Spanish didn't you do Spanish housing for him or something uh, was that what that was I don't know I don't remember I don't remember that oh maybe not. I know I did the I did the bases and I did like a bunch of like barrels and crates and things, stuff that you just put all over the deck of the boats. And he built some cool terrain. I saw some pictures of the terrain he made out of foam, like these uh, cliffs and things, shoreline stuff. Yeah, if I ever get back over to his house, I'm gonna have him give me a, a demo on that. That's the one thing I didn't do at Historic I, that I meant to. I wanted to get a demo game in uh, Blood and Plunder so I can learn how to play it. Yeah, it looks pretty neat. What, um, you know, in that other, yeah, you know, we'll talk about that one next, but what faction were you thinking of playing? I hadn't even got that far yet. I haven't looked at them. In the, uh, I think the, uh, I think the Spanish have the most fabulous costumes. I love that. That that for me it would be the Spanish or the, or the pirates, so that you can just have the bright, vivid colors. Yeah, and yeah. The, well, the reds and purples. Yeah, and nothing has to match. No, and, no, of course not. You know, because then you can just have fun painting. Oh, this is gonna look cool. Purple, purple and blue. Why not? Let's go together on a pirate and gold and stuff. Yeah, I think if I was gonna do it, I would go to the most outrageous. You know, just. Very piratey. Yep. Just crazy looking. And that that's kind of attractive too. Like, you know, everything we're painting right now, these British paratroopers, <laughs> every, everything's got to be, you know, the right color. It's got to be uniform. Yeah. But uh, pirates? Nah. Do what the hell you want. You just happen to have blue in your hand? Well, I'll paint 
his pantaloons blue, and then this guy's shirt blue, and that guy's hat blue. And that might be kind of a nice change from yeah from this. Yeah, Star Wars uh, Legion I've been painting recently, and I've kind of enjoyed being able to break up you know, the stormtroopers, dear lord. That's brutal, but the uh, the rebels have been having fun painting some camo and being able to do kind of what other whatever camo pattern I want. Yeah. And not having to oh is that period or is that you know? Well, you still probably get some oh, yeah. Star Wars nuts over there. You never did that yeah. in the fake world that I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they never really did that. So what? Yeah. It's not canon. Ugh. The word makes me want to vomit. Can't we all just play a game? I know. That's the that's one of the things that's attracting me to the gates of Antares, although I never seem to find time, but the fact that you can just do whatever the hell you want when it comes to painting and stuff. And who's who's to say they weren't pink? Right. Which I've seen some pretty fun paint jobs for Legion. Uh, they've got like a Disney. Have you seen that one? The, the Disney guys? No, I haven't. So they take like their stormtroopers and they're all a certain Disney character and oh, nice. Mickey Mouse is Darth Vader. and So basically, they just paint like that color scheme. Like they've given, I think, I think if I'm not. If I remember correctly, the one that I saw, they, they gave everybody mouse ears. Oh, that's it was just hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I wouldn't do that. I don't know that. And it's not, you know, it's a good paint job. I just, if you're going to do that, it's got to be perfect. Yeah. You know, um, and that's just not me. Um, and by quite by accident, I'm going to be painting a steampunk army <laughs> very much by accident yeah so that's snow speeder or they what they call it something else it's an air speeder air speeder oh yeah boy that's a, that's a that's a touchy subject with folks yeah i don't think i don't think it was ever called an air speeder anywhere in any of the movies but well, that's technically what it is it's a t oh god here t47 we go. t47 air speeder okay and yeah, you fucked that paint job up, didn't you? But it looks cool. <laughs> I did miss, totally missed my mark on that. It was a happy accident. Yeah. Um, but it looks very steampunky. So now I'm, I'm at Gamecraft Miniatures to purchase myself uh, a Stormtrooper box and a Rebels box. Because now I'm going to paint... Uh, Steampunk Rebels and Steampunk Stormtroopers. You're going to modify them? Oh, yeah. Other than just the paint? Oh, yeah. Kit bash. A total kit bash. I'm thinking I'm going to put, like, little you know, canisters or little glass tubes and stuff. Okay. Um, off, hanging off the guns. I don't know what they call them. I'm not a... I'm not a steampunk guy. But, you know, the, all of that... That's chemistry set stuff hanging off the back yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. 
so that's what I'm going to do. I've got my son was seriously into wanting to play the most expensive hobby, a uh, gaming hobby out there. 40k? That's the one. <laughs> and uh, Pay to win. Yeah, he, he finally realized that that his wallet just cannot support that habit. No. So he is uh, jumping into Gates. So he'll play Gates of Antares and, and go that direction. Yeah, it's quite a bit cheaper. It is quite a bit cheaper. Um, and, uh, you know, the whole... Well, that codex doesn't work anymore. You've got to buy this $70 book. Oh, wait, that book doesn't work anymore. you got to buy this $70 book. And that army was overpowered two years ago. Now it's underpowered. And, yeah, it just, that's that's a very... Pay-to-win. It is a pay-to-win game. Yeah, it's kind of sad. And on his salary, that just doesn't work. <laughs> his non-existent salary. That's the one. That's the one. What do you think of that little, the new Rubicon 222, the little armored car? I think it's pretty sweet. You said that's for Africorps? Africa Corp? Yeah, oh, they were used all over the place. I'm pretty sure they ended up in the desert as well. I'll have to do some research isn't that, that. Isn't It looks like one that I saw like on Saving Private Ryan or one of those. Mm. Is that not? I don't know if there was one of those on there. I don't remember seeing one. But it's pretty sweet. It's, cool it's just a giant pillbox with a gun that sticks on the top. Yeah, two guns. A light, oh, that's right. Light auto cannon, which gets two shots per turn at a plus two pen. So it can take out, you know, some light armor and, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call the armored car? Oh, armored car. Shit yeah. like that. And, um, and it's a one-inch HE template if you want to fire HE at... A building or something, or even at guys. I mean, a one-inch template can take out two or three guys, and you get two of them per turn. So that's nice. Oh, brings up an interesting point: a rule. No more rules. You know, we've been playing bolt action for like a year and a half now, and, and I'm going to think that for at least two years we've been playing it wrong. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's a rule that yeah we've been playing wrong. Um, which one was I guess there's two. Is uh, it the, the Japanese don't always win? No. No, it's it's um like heavy weapons, like heavy machine guns and up from there. Uh -huh. and anything that has a penetration value, there's a P plus one, plus two, whatever. Okay. We've we've been using that against armor, as you should, to you know, measure your, your penetration. But when you fire like an auto cannon or even a, a heavy machine gun at infantry that penetration factor, like a heavy machine gun has a uh, plus one. Okay. We didn't do anything with that plus one because we're, right. we're going against There's no infantry. penetration. No, but it, it is supposed to be used. Here, I'm going to check my notes here to make sure I do this right. Heavy weapons with a pen value add to the damage roll, not the hit. You roll the hit normally, but when you roll the damage at the plus one pen, you add that as a bonus to your 
So if you roll like, if you if you need to roll a five, you only roll a four. Now it's a five. You got it. You got a plus one. Oh wow. We've never been doing that. So like an auto cannon has a plus two. It seems kind of a waste to fire this at a guy, but if you did, you're probably going to kill him because it's got a plus two. So the pen works for damage. For, yeah, pen for, works for a wound. For damage, yeah, for killing. And then also another rule we've never used before, I don't think, I think we keep forgetting it, is the extra protection rule. When guys are inside a building, we know they get a minus two to hit for hard cover, right? Right. But they also get an extra protection of minus one for being in the building. Because it's assumed that they're in there, they're behind desks, behind chairs, there's rubble everywhere. Does that count for AG stuff too? Because uh, you've dropped a building on me before. Yeah. I, I didn't like that very much, by the way. I don't think the extra protection rule applies. It doesn't apply to indirect, because indirect comes from above. Would that be AG then? Yeah, but you can, fire, you yeah. can fire HE direct, so I'm not sure. But basically it does the same thing. It, it modifies the to kill roll. So instead of needing a four, you might need a three. Or, or, or instead of a five, you need a four. Because it gets harder to kill them. Even though you're already paying a penalty for going into the building. Right. Now there's a penalty. There's a better survivability because there's so many things around them that can absorb the thing. So I don't, I don't think we've ever played either one of those rules. And you learned that where? Yeah, reading the books. Oh. I've done this thing where I put the book on my nightstand. Every, uh -huh. every night I'll read a page. A page? Yeah. Because sort of, well, I mean, if something runs into the next page, I'll finish it. But I can't just sit down for hours at a time and read a book. You know, I can't keep my attention. But every night... Not I'll a book like that. No. But like a book book, sure. But I try to read just a little bit every night. And hopefully eventually I'll get it all problem is I read something and then I forget about it and then I don't play for a while and it's gone. Well, we haven't really played very often anyway a no. true game. We usually just say, alright, take four riflemen and an SMG and times that by two and, yeah. you know, you get three squads of that or whatever. We're not really playing the yeah. game. Yeah, we've been playing for a year and a half now and I don't, I don't think we've played a dozen games. I, I probably have maybe even a few more than that because of conventions and stuff, but not a lot more. And yet I have like 8,000 points worth of infantry. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot. And making more every day. I'm getting excited for those... Uh What are the British ones called? The Eighth Army. The Eighth Army Desert Guys. Those so, are going to be cool. Ones. So you're going to do those, and I'll do the, and I'll do the Africa Corps Crouch. And then what? We'll fight on a beach somewhere because we, <laughs> we have Marines and Japanese, and we fight in Europe. So. Oh yeah, we got to fight. So we'll fight on a tropical island. There you go. With our Dak guys and Eighth Army guys. No, we should probably, I keep, I just don't, don't have the time to paint all of the things that I want to paint and build a board. I have the, I have the mats for the, for the beach board. I just need some kind of like a lot of palm trees. And I did, I bought like 30 palm trees. Okay, and we're kind of set. I have the beach board and the jungle board that goes 
your mat that goes with it. I need to base them, but that's about it. And we have one of those uh, Warlord uh, Pacific Theater kits that they put out, terrain kit. Oh, yeah, yeah, the scenery thing. Yeah. We didn't talk about that, that landing craft yet, huh? No. The Sarissa one? Yeah, I gotta, I'm going to make a couple more of those. But that, um, that's a nice kit. And being a MDF terrain manufacturer myself, I probably shouldn't be speaking nicely about somebody else's work. But that's just how I am. If it's good, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. And that is a, it's a nice little kit. It it's goes, a beautiful kit. It goes together nicely, and it's it's reasonably priced. I think 16 bucks for a model of that size is not bad at all. They have a bit of an advantage over there in England that we don't have here, and that for, as for manufacturing, they can get two millimeter MDF. We don't have that here. That's not even available. No, we have three. You know, the eighth inch stuff. That's that's two millimeter. It's about I think it's about 0.080 inches. It's pretty thin, yeah. Yeah, and for a model that size, it makes a big difference. If is I, this all MDF or is that no, matte board? No, that's that's kind of a matte board type thing. I'm not sure what it is. It's not as smooth and finished as the map board I use. It's a little more porous. Once I seal it, it'll be fine. It's just some sort of thick cardboardy thing. Not real thick, maybe about, it's probably like one. The same thickness, right? No, it's thinner than the MDF. I think it's one, one millimeter. But it's a beautiful kit. I like how the, the front door, or the door drops. Yeah, it even drops down and, and it's got little, little ribs on it so your dudes don't slip when they run off and yeah it, uh, it went together real easy and everything fit right that's something i've definitely heard about sarissa is that it just fits yeah uh, unlike another manufacturer we won't talk about that has the number four in their name their shit does not fit together oh really Beautiful, beautiful kits, but a nightmare to assemble. I'm building one, oh, fuck it, I'll say it, foreground. Yeah, I was just going to make a comment and say, oh, so they're not grounded? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, nothing nothing bad to say about how the kit looks, but oh my God, it's a nightmare. You basically got to retool the thing to get it to work? Yeah, it's like you're trying to put a, you know, a tab into a slot, and the slot isn't wide enough, you know, you got to... You gotta sand down the tabs. And I think part of that is that their kits come pre-painted. And I think whoever designed them did not account for the thickness of the paint or the fact that the paint, when you paint MDF, MDF will swell up a little bit. It, yes. might, it might be just a few thousandths of an inch and you can't see it, but it happens. And if you got close tolerances with pieces that fit together. But when you're dealing with small terrain, you're gonna have close tolerances. Yeah, so. Yeah, there was the the building I'm working on is one of their two-story uh, ruined European-style houses. Um, I've only got the first floor done because I just I had to walk away. <laughs> I saw a post on Facebook. A guy showed a picture of his, the same kit I'm working on, and it's in a million pieces. And he goes, "I was building this, and then I threw it against the fucking wall." <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else, people are like, "Oh my God, it's like a forty-dollar kit. You ruined it." He's like, "No." Nah, no, <laughs> it was ruined when they sent it to me. Yeah. 
it's, it's frustrating, and it really is. It, and it's it was such an easy thing to avoid. You know, they could just make a couple of small changes to the to their cat vials to allow for the you know a little little sloppier slot. You, you have to add a couple of thousands yeah, anyway. It's easier to, to make it tighter. It's hard to make it loose. Yeah. So yeah, I'll get it done, and it'll go on my board, and it's going to look awesome. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a nightmare to build. I don't think I'll get any more. Yeah. But but I do like it. The look of it. Did you um? You were talking. I think you texted me from Historicon about a Pavlov's. Pavlov's house. Pavlov's house. That thing is awesome. Did you you have it yet or no? Uh, I don't have it yet. The dude that makes it, his, his company is Things from the Basement. He's a small company, doesn't have a whole lot of products, but what he has is very nice and mostly very impressive in size and scope, which is something I can truly appreciate. I, I like big terrain, and so does he. Um, he does a great job. He's a um, European dude. He lives in America. I think... I think he might be German. I'm not sure. His name is George J J E O R G or something. I think George probably. Um, but yeah, the building is uh, it's impressive. I saw a lot of pictures of it online, and I was looking forward to seeing it there. I, I thought it was actually a little bigger than it is, but it's big. It's about. Is it bigger than your um, your manufacturing plant, your factory? Um, yes. Yeah, it's um, seriously. It's it's probably about 24 inches from end to end, nine inches deep front to back, and about 12 inches tall. So, jeez. And all the floors are removable. It's a three-story. Uh, four. I want to say four or five. Probably four. I'd have to look at a picture now. Um, but yeah, I, I talked to the guy. Said I want one. And uh, in, in true European fashion, he said, well, my mother is here visiting, so we are going to travel for a few weeks. And when I get back, I'll make you a model. <laughs> All right, cool. It'll get there when it gets there. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to, when he gets back in a couple of weeks, he's going to send me an invoice, and off we go. Nice. I'm going um, to make a few minor modifications. I think... I'll see when it comes. Now, the one that was there that the guy was playing on was like the prototype. It was like the first kit. Okay. So some changes have happened since then. Um, so you have to see those changes. I want to see those changes. But if it's still like the prototype, there doesn't seem to be anything that sort of indexes or locks in one floor on the other. It seems like they just kind of sit on them. And if you wanted to, you could you know move them around and they could... Dis disalign, if that's a word. So I want to work on some kind of like alignment thing where they kind of lock together. So I might actually end up completely remaking a couple of the like the front and back faces of each floor, maybe. Which I'm lucky I can do that. I can just redraw them in CAD and recut them. Assuming it's three millimeter MDF, which I guess it should be. It's made in the U.S. So I might end up remaking a few pieces. Adlov's house. Yeah. He also had a he had a factory there also, the, the guy that was running the game. 
like this big giant brick factory, which was about as big, but because it was just a factory and it wasn't all that cool looking, I mean, it wasn't as cool looking as the other building, it didn't really get a lot of attention. But I liked it, and I think I'm going to build something like that myself. I like your factory. Did you see your factory out there? The tank factory? Yeah. Um, no, nobody. Yeah, nobody there had one. I've sold a few of them, but I don't. I can't remember where they all went. But you got one that's out here. Wait, that guy that's local, right? L.A. area. Um, Wasn't it at? Oh yeah, yeah, the San Diego Con, or no, San Diego. At the San Diego Con, yeah, that guy did a good job on it. Yeah, he did. He did like stairs in it. Yeah, he did a bunch of extra interior stuff. Face painted. Um, yeah, I gotta finish that model too. That's another model I've got like half done. It needs to go on the board. I got a lot of things I need to work on. With the uh, Western Desert book coming out, I need to work on more like uh, you know, desert buildings. But you pretty much do that already in a different scale, right? I have quite a few 28 millimeters also, and we just we just call them Middle Eastern buildings, but they're you know, they work for most desert places. But to use with bolt action, I need to make sure that like all the Floors or no, the floors and roofs are removable, and that there's some kind of interior. I like having a couple of different rooms and walls and stuff, so that so that if the guys are on one side of the building, they can't automatically shoot out the other side because maybe they're you know they're in a room, there's a wall or something. Gotcha. And the cool tapestries you can put up. Oh yeah. And furniture. Check these out. I got these at Historic One. Oh, yeah, check that out. For some of my buildings. They're, uh, for those of you who can't see, they're fireplaces with chimneys. Those are really nice. They came from a company with no name. So, no shout out to you guys. Hand cast and dental plaster in the USA. Not for consumption. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no Not for consumption. Yeah, you can't eat it. I don't want to eat my tray. I eat my bolt action guys all the time. They're delicious. Uh, now that I see this with my magnifying glasses on, these are shit. They've got a lot of bubbles. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, man. So, nice idea. Poor execution. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I wish I would have brought my magnifiers with me when I bought these things. Oh, so, my God. That's horrible. So, I'm doing the company a favor by not mentioning their name. Uh, that would be cool. Once I paint them up and put them inside a building that's been destroyed. Well, you could use those for like bullet holes or something. Yeah. I could, yeah, I could yeah, make them, make all the bubbles larger. And just oh make my them. gosh, Alan, that is horrible. <laughs> what that is some bad casting? What did people think? Yep, you bought it. Yes, yeah. Good thing they didn't put their name on the package. They're not after resale, they're just after. Going to sell them at the show and be done with it. Yeah, no customer retention. Just buy it once and walk away. You'll probably spend more time fixing that than. Is it just the heat that's making that door close? I don't know. Or is that your buddy?
It's the other dog. Hi, baby. How you doing, girl? Oi! I was not expecting that. Hi. Oh, oh my goodness. You're going to attack me, huh? Hi. Hi. Okay, off. Laura, down. Be a good girl. Two dogs up in this place now. She might have to go back out. She's a little spastic. Hey, spaz, you're messing up my big job. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, that was awesome. <laughs> That's who was knocking on the door. That's who was knocking on the door, and she gets kicked out. That's what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Shitty molding. <laughs> Shitty molding. It's uh, yeah, it's it's kind of amazing to me sometimes what what people will present to the public and say, here, look. I mean, obviously I'm the idiot that bought it, but they they're not getting a return customer, that's for sure. Yeah, and that's um. I wonder how. You know, I I would I would I think that before I met you. I wasn't very picky, uh, but now that I've you know spent a lot of time with you, we've become friends. I've seen the products that you push out. I'm very like that looks really neat, but and also they didn't do a very good job. And I think that there's probably a market, a, a lot of people out there that don't realize that they can demand a better quality and should through their buying. You know, don't buy it. Just, Either they'll go out of business, because I mean, you see, dude, there's a billion people out there wanting to sell terrain. Yeah. And new ones every day. And a lot of it is crap. Yeah, it's, it's kind of sad. And I, I welcome new companies. I want more stuff available. I don't see, the, you know, a new company I don't see as competition. I see it as strengthening the hobby. So, yeah. Not to mention, you buy other people's products. Yeah. Well, not a, as much as most people probably do. No, Because I, I can make most anything I want. But yeah, I'm not scared to buy a service of landing craft or a foreground building. Well, I'm scared now to buy a foreground building. But I, <laughs> but I wasn't scared at first. <laughs> and yeah, Warlord Miniatures, shit. I own stock in that company practically now. Rubicon. Well, you definitely got HQ. Definitely have stock. But yeah, so I'm. I've become more of a conscientious purchaser. A snob. A snob. A miniature snob. As you should be. As you should be. It's my money. Yeah. It's not like it's a cheap hobby. People should make good stuff. I was listening to a, a podcast about Star Wars Legion the other day, and um, they were talking to the designers of the game. Good podcast. I enjoy it. You guys are pretty cool. But they were talking about how they, why they made it a single, you know, like two pieces essentially for the, everything in the core set, for the, the miniatures themselves, you know, the you know, speeder bikes and all of that. They're all multiple pieces, but for the miniatures themselves, they're two-piece. Right. And 
I like that it's two piece, I guess. But I'm kind of digging the putting folks in different poses. And yeah, that's not an option. Like those yeah, you can kind of mix up. But you know, I've got I've got three three stormtroopers and three rebels. Three sets of stormtroopers and three sets of rebels. And it pisses me. They all look the same. Oh, yeah. They all just look the same. Now they, you know, I've got a. Indoor folks, I've got Tatooine folks, but essentially the stormtroopers definitely, they're pretty much all the same. Yeah. That same pose, you've got seven poses and it's just, it's horrible. And that's sort of the same argument against, uh, like in bolt action, like metal miniatures. Metal, right. Metal miniatures, pretty much, you get what you get. Yep. Or like the plastic ones. I find even the plastic ones, there aren't enough options. No, but at least you can get like get, gun up, gun down. Yeah. You know. But I mean you get like five sprues that are identical. Right. It'd be interesting if you got like three of three sprues and then two other sprues that were different. Like for some reason lately they've completely gone away from prone characters. The laying down and shooting. Right. The new US aren't the new US infantry pack doesn't have any. Oh really? The this British Airborne doesn't have any Let's see what Africa Corps has. SS, I bet you Africa won't either. SS guys didn't have any. Um, a lot of the new ones don't. And if you think about it, in combat... Prone's the position. You're going to be laying down 90% of the time unless you're moving. Right. Because why, why stand up and show your body to the enemy? So you're, you're always going to be down. So to me, it's the most logical pose to have. And, and it's so useful for a lot of different things. It can just be a guy with a rifle. It can be a guy with a light machine gun. It can be a guy with a sniper rifle. It can be a guy with binoculars. An observer could be laying down in the bushes, you know. Right. Do so many different things. I'm actually thinking I need to look for, before they're all gone, I need to look for a couple of packs of the original U.S. Army infantry. Because they, they have some prone dudes in there. Because I think those are just, prone dudes are gone now. I want to make different poses. Yeah, I don't want five or six guys that all look the same. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan. Now the Japanese army, I found a lot of fun to do because like, you can put like just about any arms on any guy. Okay, yeah. I mean, even my, even my prone guys, I have like four different arms on them, and I was like, that, that's a pretty good variety. I felt, um, you know, I mean, I could put the their landmine, the the suicide bomber guys, the lunge mines. I can do a prone guy in lunge mines. I can do a prone guy with an SMG. I mean, it just it, it worked. However, they built that kit worked really well. And he's off. I gotta show you this box. Shit that I just bought. <laughs> All right. Speaking of putting a little variety into your sets, Rubicon just came out with a bunch of uh, metal figures. Oh wow! There's U.S. Army running. There's U.S. Army firing. Uh, it's the only two U.S. Army ones I have in here. Um, I got British patrolling. Are these? British throwing grenades. They are 156. Yes. Um, so 
<laughs> getting back to our scale discussion. But they're not heroic scale. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not chunky. They're the same height as these guys. They're all 28 millimeter. Right. But yeah, they're not. They're not all puffed up. They're. they're what else do they have? They're skinny. Um, Japanese? No, no Japanese. Oh come on! They got British firing, British running, British throwing grenades, British patrolling. Uh, these are there's a Russian uh, quad maxim heavy machine gun. That's four HMGs. That's pretty cool. That is pretty awesome. And it actually comes partially assembled. The That's a lot of bullets. Yeah, it's a lot of bullets. Um, you mount that in the back of a truck or something, and yeah, it's it's bad. German wounded seated with medic. Oh my god, that's cool. Yeah, so they're making some really cool, you know, pieces with character. I want to mix some of those in with my other guys just for more variety. What I'll probably do with the British guys is I'll just put uh, airborne heads on them so the heads will all match. But they'll, just, they'll, just be, uh, they'll just be skinny guys. Have, have you, do you have any of these out? I did. Um, well, I showed you on my on my Bren carrier some of the oh, guys. Oh yeah, that's right. The that's guys right. in the back were Americans from this series. They do a, they do a couple of sets of Americans sitting in the back of a truck, which is a cool thing to have. It's a very good feature. So yeah, I use those Americans as British by just putting British heads on them. Well, these are the guys for the uh, for the landing craft. The, uh, there's a two holes. Oh in the yeah. Back with 50 cals in there. Those are a bitch to get, actually. Those are only available online. I can't order them, but my, I shouldn't say it. I no. got them. I got a connection. So I got some. I know a guy. I know a guy. So he hooked me up with a couple of those. <sighs> so the new British 8th Army and the... Africa Corps. I think they're coming early September, so we're still over a month away. I'm ready. But yeah, that'll be cool. They're doing um, they're doing a British box, a German box. You know, like 30 or 40 guys in them. Right. And then they're doing like a like the 120 or 140 dollar starter army, that's like thousand point army. Oh, okay. For each. And then they're doing a couple other things. Some. Uh, some of their metal miniatures, they'll, they'll do like forward observer and a sniper and all the usual shit, a medic and I think a couple of new vehicles as well. For my, uh, for my Germans, I think I'll just do a couple of armored cars or something, maybe a half track. I'm just not really into tanks that much. Not even. I mean, I love building them. I got a shit ton of them. I'm not really into using them, I guess. They're not that fun, and when they die, it's sad. Yeah, because that's a lot of points. It's like, it goes 250 points, dead, and infantry killed it. <laughs> that can happen. That can happen. Especially when I don't read the rules. Yeah, they're cheap. Well, I guess technically that is cheating. No, it's just it's making a mistake. <laughs> it's <laughs> but it's not knowing the rules very well. Yeah, I was recently reading about infantry assaulting tanks, and yeah, there's a it happens. There's a lot more to it, though. Yeah, there's a lot more to it. And there's the whole thing like, did it move? 
If so... Yeah, if it moved, it can't attack it at all. Um, if it's on an advance, you can, but there's a penalty for that. And then a run, you can't attack it. A run, run, you can't at all. It's moving too fast. I guess when well, they figure in advance, it, at some point it stops. You know, on a, right. on a run, it's considered to be moving while at, at the yeah. end of the turn. Right. Now, next turn, you can choose not to move, and then you know, it stops then. There's a bit more to it than just add up all your hits and roll something. So you cheated. So I cheated. You killed my steward. That's right, though. You still won that game. Oh, okay. That's unusual. Well, I don't know if it's unusual, but it is the first time you've won against them. Yeah. Including your six millimeter. <laughs> I don't win anything. I was playing the disposable heroes and I lost. Did you really? Yeah. I was playing against uh, Mike James. And he's no slouch war gamer. He knows what he's doing. Huh. I've decided I'm going to start saying the name of the Stuart tank. I'm going to start saying Stuart with an H. Okay. Because my friend Paul in Scotland says it that way. So I'm making fun of him. Well, in a nice, friendly way. Hopefully he listens to this podcast and hears that. Probably. And Harrison, if you're listening, hi. That's all. Harrison's his son? Yeah. That was a hilarious episode. Did you listen to the, the Tipsy Harrison? That's the one. That, he, he's one of those guys that... Yeah, you know, some people are just assholes when they're drunk, and some of them become like happy drunks. Right. He's a happy drunk. He's a happy guy. He is a happy drunk, and he, uh, he just like most people, just you know loosens up and you know just yeah personality comes out. It's probably a bit like me, and it, it can be pretty reserved sometimes, and just kind of sit there and nod, put a couple of beers down me, and I got things to say. Or if someone wants to talk about scale. Yeah, then I have something to say. You're wrong. Everybody's wrong. So do you have new kits coming out, or has something recently come out? I mean, I talk to you all the time, so I don't know what's what's truly new and what you have or haven't released yet. Yeah, I don't have anything at the moment, because the last couple of weeks it's all been about working on this. Can you quit blaming this nice new no, it's, game room it's, on it's, why you're not getting other work done? It's been a nightmare, but a good one. It has been a lot of fucking work. Even when the contractors were here doing 90% of it, it was still a lot of work. Um, it required a lot of attention. Yeah. But, uh, well, and you did the electrical so. Yeah. And all the drywalling, the finishing of the drywalling and stuff, I did all that. Not a lot of shit. But uh, yeah, so now that this is done, almost, um, there will be new stuff. I gotta do the... It should be like what, like a week? One more week of this and then it should be... Yeah, the, supposedly Ikea is delivering all the furniture Thursday. And, you know, it's Ikea, so it's gonna be two or three days of foot jumbling around. Right. Alan Cussing and regentious and things. Foreign languages. Yeah. I'm going to be speaking with little dots over all my letters and things. <laughs> uh, 
and looking at two happy stick figures telling yeah. you it takes two people to lift. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so there'll be a few days of that. Throwing Allen wrenches across the room. Hey. So that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, after that, one of the one of the first things on my list is what we were talking about earlier with the with the bolt action desert stuff coming out. I wanna make sure I've got my yeah. selection of desert buildings in order. Yeah, you don't want to miss that release date. Yeah, and add some new ones and you know, some new designs and stuff. Okay, more. I'm getting a lot of faces and hands painted. That's a good thing. I didn't know I was going to do this today. I didn't either. But it's all good. Still gonna get a game in? I think so. Yeah. What time is it? You got forever, right? You can... I have a while. Yeah. It's not even one minute. Maybe we'll stop this in a half hour and actually play something. Mm -hmm. We're gonna look at. Um, oh, there's nowhere to take care of our stomachs, is there? Um, oh, I, I I bought snacks. Oh. I, I bought chips and salsa and like a cheese dip. Does that sound any good? That's fine. I will go get that. I'm going to shut off this recording here in a minute because I think we've uh, covered the things we meant to talk about. And now we're just painting and now we're going to eat. So nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> so with that, you guys, if you're still listening after an hour <laughs> and nine minutes, you need to get a fucking life. No, I mean, uh, thanks Thank a lot. You. Thanks Thank a you. lot. <laughs> Appreciate it. So until next time. Keep on gaming.